we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. We're back once again to talk all <laughs> things ATL because it is Real Housewives of Atlanta recap time. I'm Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with your co-host once again, Armin Arms. How you doing? I'm doing great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I love how every podcast now I kind of do like, how you doing? Like I'm like <laughs> Wendy, uh, who should be on New York Housewives. She actually had Marlo on her show this week. Right. Uh, actually, on Monday. Holding the peach, right? Holding the peach, which, as you know, time and time again, I believe Marlo deserves a peach. But She's excellent. I think some people believe that she is so formidable in her friend of role. Why take her out of that? Yeah. But at the same time, Marlo being so great as a friend of kind of makes you want to see her in that official housewife capacity. I feel like she deserves it. And I mean, this episode was very centered around Marlo. It was was. a very Marlo episode, which I am not complaining about because I think that Monty is beautiful. I think she's interesting and I think she's hilarious and smart and kind. I I could go on and on about Marlo. (laughs) Even though Eva does not like Marlo, I do. I would stay at the dinner table. You wouldn't leave and go downstairs a towel. I would not ask for uh, a to-go bag. I would stay right there and hear everything Marlo has to say. Because it's uh, usually uh, quite uh, entertaining and informative. It it really is. Um, But let's let's get into it. So what we're talking about is the dinner at Tao. Should we start, though, at the uh, Pride? Yeah, let's start at Pride. So the reason we're in New York and at Tao Restaurant is because... The ladies are still on the Pride float right. from World Pride, the Bravo float, which was like a cornucopia of Bravo celebs and stars and affiliated with. I mean, Marlo was on there. We saw Nini. There was Eva, <laughs> Cynthia, Noel. Andy himself. Andy himself. Literally tons of other housewives, housewife drag queens. I saw Dave Quinn, who's like the people correspondent basically for the housewives. He was right. actually talking to Cynthia when Nini comes up. So this was the big moment that we left with the cliffhanger on last episode where Nini approaches Cynthia. You know, there's beef between the two. Cynthia saw the most recent news, Instagram thing or whatever with... Um, Some interview yeah, where with Nini, Nini was talking trash. Saying she was desperate and weak. Well, <laughs> uh, And, you know, so there's some beef between them. And... Nini goes up, says hi, and says bye. And that's about it. Yeah. They have a brief exchange. Very small. It was maybe two words. She asks Noelle, are you still, are you out of school for the summer? And Noelle says, yeah. She goes, oh, that's good. Walks down the stairs, gone. I think that was a perfect interaction. I mean, right now. that was perfect? For where they were in this, and like the situation (laughs) that they were in, that was very civil, very polite and it was the right way to handle what what they were in because you don't want them getting onto a flight a fight on the bravo float like oh i mean as much as we would love to for see it, yourself as much as we would love to see it i mean noel was there cynthia's yeah. daughter um the producers were there there was a lot of extra people there where it would have looked bad on both of their parts if they kind of took this moment that was for world pride and true. The lgbt true. you know community but it wouldn't have been the first time I mean, it wouldn't be the first Stassi, time. Stassi and Jax at Pride many years ago 
getting into an all-out shouting match on the float. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. So, but it, also they're like it's not unprecedented. They were twenty something. They were like twenty four years old. Well, Jax was forty five at that point already. Still, right. But, well, and I can say this because Jax blocked us on Twitter. So <laughs> yeah, he won't hear this. We're part of the masses. Um, I, I have to admit, I was a little underwhelmed. I was expecting a little more, like maybe just you know a little passive aggressive comment, just a little dig. Uh, but like you said, it was cordial. Um, you you were not at all disappointed. No, I mean they hyped it up. There was that you know freeze frame moment that ended the last episode we we leave on a to be continued and you just can't wait to see what happens next and they just said hi and bye i was more anxious and nervous because my thing was like i really didn't want them to fight on the float i actually really do miss nini and cynthia's friendship i i do feel really bad for i'm gonna say it i feel bad for nini like watching this and really watching how hurt she is multiple times in this episode by the loss of what she said is, is is her sister. It it really hurts me because as much as Nini is like this monster and everyone's like, ugh, Nini, Nini, Nini. And we've said it too where she's like, ugh, I'm over her. She's a real person. She has real feelings. I'm not over Nini. I mean, I've said I was like, I'm done with Nini. I wouldn't be as sad if she like left because I feel like it's been all about Nini for a while. But I... I if you're friends with someone for such a long time and then they try to make you like a villain and you know, there's just like maybe some miscommunication or, you know, there, there, you know, the source of the fight hasn't really been discussed and there's been no, no work to like recreate or re, you know, reestablish that friendship with that person. And they're out there doing seven different news interviews about you saying like, you're a toxic person. No one should be friends with this person. They're a villain. They're evil. It wears on you because that's someone you trusted. That's someone you brought into your life. And then they're going to go out there and run their mouth. I get why, you know, Nini, you know, came back and fought against Cynthia with that one news interview. But at the same time, like, you know, it's it's hard for both of them. And I just feel like both of them are hurting. And I really need them to come and do a one-on-one together and kind of get to the source of this issue. And, yeah, Nini was in the wrong, even though she won't admit it. But, like... Talk it out. Become friends again because obviously obviously, this break in the relationship is hurting both of them. I think uh, neither wants to admit fault. But we'll get to that because obviously Needy makes that very clear to Marlo. Very so clear. let's first talk about Cynthia and Marlo's conversation. So Cynthia and Eva go to dinner at Tao, um, which is a very popular restaurant, nightclub group all over the U.S. If you guys don't know what Tao is, ask Kim Kardashian. She hosts her birthday there. She used to host her birthday there like every year. She was a total really? Tao. Yeah, she, total Tao bitch. Heidi Klum used to throw her party, her Halloween party at Tao. I don't know if she still does. Um, Tao's like a name. I used to go to Tao Brunch in Vegas. It's a wild, it's a wild party. <laughs> um, but Cynthia lets even know that Marlo is coming. And as we know, Marlo and... Eva are not on good terms because Marlo talked a lot, a lot of shit about Eva last season, calling her broke, saying she has no money, no jobs, getting after her because she was a bisexual and wasn't admitting to it. There was just a whole slew of things that Marlo did to, you know, try to bring Eva down. And Eva's not over it, understandably so. Plus, she's pregnant. So she's like not about to have this situation. Nope. So what does Eva decide to do? She decides to take her food downstairs and finish her <laughs> meal away from Marlo while Cynthia and Marlo tape and have their dinner. And then it's quite surprising to hear Marlo's position on this whole uh, Cynthia Nini drama. I have to ad- admit 
this is the most like level headed and like most wise Marlo we've had. I want to say maybe ever. I think it partly has to do with like this motherly side of her that's coming out. As we know, she's become Munty to her two, like to her nephews. Um, her sister um, has been having issues uh, with mental health, and so she stepped in to be temporary um, guardian of the kids. And I feel like because of that, she's trying to see things more for others as opposed to just herself. You know what I mean? Like she's sure. starting to get more of like that altruistic, like even vibe. despite like her obviously strong loyalty to, to Nini. Yeah. She's also has a, a loyalty to Cynthia and she understands that. And sure. she sees the situation from the outside and is like, Whoa, these are two of my very close friends. They used to be very close friends with each other. Something's wrong. And I'm just going to be the one saying, you know what? Maybe it's time to talk in it one-on-one. Maybe, you know, there's wrong on one side of this story, but there's also wrong in the other side of the story. There's some things you have to apologize for too. Um, Cynthia, I felt was like kind of receptive to this more so than the other party, which we will get to. Right. Um, but yeah, what did you think about Marlo kind of stepping into this almost new role as like a mediator in the group? Yeah. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's playing mediator. She's playing peacekeeper. Uh, and I think she's actually pretty effective at it. Yes. Uh, because she's not really judgmental, you know, even though, uh, Nini doesn't take it well, which we'll get to. Um, I actually think uh, she's approaching Cynthia and Nini masterfully, in my opinion, at least. No judgment, just being very compassionate, very understanding, listening a lot, you know, but still providing that like constructive criticism and her own perspective on the whole situation. I agree. But Nini doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, what did you think of Cynthia bringing up the double standard of her versus Nini, where Nini can go around and talk to the press and do everything that she does and, you know, you know, be this kind of person that's very public about fights and drama. Uh, and that's just Nini being Nini. But when Cynthia does it, it's like, oh, Cynthia, you know, is trying to take her down and she's this bad person. Do you think this is a very, like, skewed idea just coming from Cynthia? Or do you feel like this is, you know, kind of a, like an accepted thing in the Atlanta community of, of the housewives, obviously. Well, it's tough because as we know, Cynthia is doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, it's just all petty. It's, it's all petty. So petty. And I don't think there's, there's actually a double standard to be honest, because people, I mean, Nini is on the outs. So what's and this, what's the double standard that people, that you are saying, Nini is like getting maybe getting away with stuff. I, I don't see that because she's really not at this point. Because I mean, Nini does get a lot of backlash, and Cynthia is kind of a favorite. So, and Cynthia's also only feeling that unfairness inside the group. She's not feeling it from outside sources because, as we know, with the multiple clips that we saw, everyone's rallying around Cynthia. Yeah, watch what happens live. They're on Cynthia's side. Everyone seems to be siding with Cynthia. Like you said, Nini's on the outs. So. Where is Cynthia even getting this idea that like she's looked down upon or held to a, from, a whole, different standard? Maybe yeah. Besides from Nini and Marlo, right? You know, like this is her own perception of herself, which I think is very or interesting the fans. As well. Do you think she's talking about Twitter? No, but like the thing is, is like Twitter and everyone's on Cynthia's side, and if she's reading like the bad ones, it's like maybe one out of every ten. Like people are very anti Nini. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You so know? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm just like very confused about where Cynthia's like, everyone's coming after me. It's like, no, Nini's coming after you and Marlo's explaining it to you. Cynthia just hasn't been in a lot of drama though. 
historically. So maybe this is just new for her. This yeah. is new territory. And she's like, so like not any, used. Yeah, any criticism, she's like, what is this? <laughs> she's like, everyone hates me. Literally me when I get all the mean yeah. uh, DMs and tweets at me. Guys, you hate me? No. I love all of you. And I know you guys love me, even the ones <laughs> who say otherwise. <laughs> um, first, before we get into the fight and the conversation at the lunch. or It wasn't even a fight. It was a walk-off. It was literally just a conversation right. walk-off. We couldn't get to the fight. What were they wearing at this lunch? It was like a gold Versace moment. Like both of them were like matching, matching. I do not know. Was Marlo what Mar- in a jumpsuit? Marlo was in this like gold jumpsuit dress situation sequin. I don't know what it was. And Nini was out there matching her with the gold chain thing. I don't know. I was very about both of their looks. I think they both looked amazing to sit down to this casual Very lunch. casual. They were in Central Park. Like right. whatever. No big deal. Like, you know, we're just going to chill. And then Marlo starts to explain to Nini Cynthia's side of the story. She's spoken with Cynthia and she's trying to I love to get- the line real quick, I gotta say. No, I love I love the line when when Marlo's like, So I was talking to Cynthia about you, of course. <laughs> and Nini's like, uh, why were you talking about me, of course? <laughs> like well, what is there uh, to why talk do you about? have to be talking about me? That was a great moment. But you know, you could tell that Nini, you know, sort of reveled in that. She loves that they were talking about well, her. Well, of course. Like, yeah. she has that little smirk always. And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's because yeah. I'm the topic of the season. Right. I'm the one you guys have the fight about. I'm the center of attention. I'm the storyline. I get it. <laughs> Why are you talking about me? What do you mean, of course? But then she doesn't like what Marlo has to say. <laughs> I, she doesn't. Nini, all Marlo is trying to say is, maybe you need to look at the situation and see if there's anything that you did wrong in yeah. this situation, which everyone knows. Nini was a little bit wrong in the situation, like more, more so. What role did you play? Exactly. That's all she's asking Nini to say is look at the situation. What role did you play? Acknowledge that role. Understand that that is what is hurting Cynthia. And maybe you guys can come to an understanding. But Nini thinks that Marlo is trying to blame everything on her, and that everything's on Nini's back. And if Nini like says she's sorry to Cynthia, it will all go away because it's all just relying on Nini. Where Nini's like, no, it's a two-way street. I'm hurt by Cynthia as well because she was like a sister to me. We're like blood family almost. Like, And for her to come and attack me and say all these things about me without having the chance for me to talk to her one-on-one is what's hurtful as well. So both of these women have done stuff to each other that has hurt the other one, but neither is ready to accept their part right. in this situation and comes to terms with it, apologize for it, and move forward, which is like, dude... Just be a person, be an adult. You have to admit you're wrong. Like Lisa Rinna says, own it. <laughs> own it. One of Nini's big gripes, too, is that she feels like she is going to be the only one uh, who is forced to apologize. But, but like, I don't think that's the case at all. I think Marlo is actually trying to get them both to apologize to each other. I agree. I think this is her trying to be like, okay, you guys just need to sit down, have a conversation, and work it out, and then you guys will be fine. But at this point neither wants to work it out and it's like okay if you guys are just going to both be hard-headed yeah you're just nothing's going to change i think nini feels like she's being singled out and i understand that because i do feel like everyone has been ostracizing nini from the group because of x y and z that has happened last season nini did not leave a good taste in a lot of people's mouths she was actually suspended from taping evidently for the obviously the first two weeks we didn't see her until episode four right three or four three um Episode three. Yeah. So like, I can understand why she feels like she's being singled out because right. she is. 
But at the same time, sometimes you need to own that, work through it, and just be the bigger person, which is also very hard for Nini. And which so is she why, walks away. <laughs> which is why uh, there's only been one walk-off in not Housewives history, but reality TV history that ups this, and that was um, uh, Abby Lee from... Uh, oh, from, from the Dance Moms From thing? Dance Moms, yeah. where this lady's like, you need to get off your phone. This is unacceptable. You you teach theater etiquette and you're not doing theater etiquette. And I, I didn't really watch that show, but Camille watched it. So I, I don't know if I've seen this. Oh, this is from the most recent season. She's like, oh, oh. oh. And she's like in her motorized scooter because <laughs> of all of her health issues that she's had in the recent years. We're so happy she's healthy. But she just starts like scootering backwards, like not even looking, just like in, right by this woman. She turns around and they're like... Abby, where, where are you going? And she's like, I don't know, maybe Baskin Robbins. And then she's like <laughs> zooming down the street, like going down the street and the cameramen are trying to follow. And they're like, whoa, she's going fast. We got to catch her. And they're like, where, where are you going? And she's like, I'm filing a police report. <laughs> she like goes to the cops. Jax had another good one too on, on a vehicle, if we could call it that, where Jax rode off on the motorized cooler. Yes. That was good too. The motorized cooler in Jax is great. Yeah. So basically. Nini in Central Park. In the, it was just so great. She gets into a buggy. Like one of those, like, what, it was one of the pedal, ba- like pedal bike guys or whatever. Because yeah. she's in Central Park and she's like, take me to the street. And it's like, yeah. Nini. <laughs> This is so extra, so dramatic. You have Marla running in her gold jumpsuit. Nini, don't no, leave me. No, but not running. Just walk. comfortably <laughs> walking slash chasing Nini. But again, comfortably and walking. Getting she her is not purse running. on, putting it on, being like, I'm going to need damn therapy, being the friend. <laughs> and, she, and mind you, she's barely walking. I mean, she's at, going at a very comfortable pace. You know, you can't always chase Nini. Nini Nini's fast too. She's like, I gotta get going. She's like, take especially when she got on the buggy, sir. Take me to the street, and then she zooms away. <laughs> then you have the one of the best lines I think that Marlo has ever said, and this is gonna be, um, I think it's gonna be like a staple that I'm gonna start saying to people if they're like so hard headed and aren't getting stuff through that through to them, you know, about such certain situations. You gotta say, get out your feelings and get into your facts. Which I think is iconic. Marlo, I need that on a shirt. I think a lot of people need to get out, uh, get out of their feelings and into their facts. Yes. Because if a lot of people were out of their feelings and into the facts, things would be a lot better. Agreed. I'm just saying. I think that, should that be your new is slogan. facts. That is facts. That's facts for sure. That would be my slogan, like my political slogan. If I was running for president, I'd be, get out your feelings and get into your facts. And get into your facts. And you're going to be just pure fact-based. I love it. Facts, <laughs> facts matter, y'all. In the case of Marlo and Nini, facts matter. But you know who was in their feelings? Kenya Moore. Understandably so, because there's no need for facts here. She is in a terrible situation. So Candy gets a message while she is with Dr. Jackie in a crossover moment of Married to Medicine. So and many crossover moments, Eddie. So many crossover moments happening in Bravo right now, but... Little Ace is going to see his baby sister for the first time on the sonogram, and it is the, or it's not sonogram, it's ultrasound. Ultrasound. Sorry, why did I say sonogram? Um, so Ace is going to see his little sister for the first time at the hospital, and he's going to see her on the screen because, of course, she's not born yet. And he's so excited for his baby sister, which is the most adorable thing. Um, and we see a really cute moment with Dr. Jackie, Candy, Ace, Todd, and they're all having this moment with the surrogate, watching the baby, seeing her. Who was just born. Right. Actually, this past weekend, Blaze is her name. 
Um, Already has like a hundred thousand followers on of Instagram. Course. Which Instagram Bravo baby does not have seven thousand followers on Instagram already? And it's like, does does, does Andy's uh, baby have an Instagram? No. I don't think Andy set one up. Andy's using those followers for himself. He's like, <laughs> if you want to get my baby, you need to follow me, Andy Cohen. Candy and Todd are like very entrepreneurial when it exactly. comes to this because Ace has an Instagram and he has like half a million followers. They're like. We're going to set you up so when you guys become teenagers, you're going to be influencers already. Yeah. They have a job already waiting for them. It's called yeah. literally posting on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have millions of followers by the time they're 12. It, it, with the generation before this of Housewives, it was like, okay, you're a housewife child. Get into modeling. You're going to be a model. Right. And now it's like, no. Influencing's the way to go. And so this next generation of Bravo kids are going to be all influencers because that's what it's going. New Jersey was especially obsessed with the modeling. Remember, yes. Teresa took Gia to become a model, and Danielle... Danielle Staub's daughter is, like, a working model. Right, right. Yeah, they, they were all about that. Yeah, you're, you're so right. But it's and evolved you have, now you because... you have Delilah Bell and Amelia Gray. You have Yolanda's, right. Gigi and Bella. Look at them now. Yep. Anwar's dating Dua Lipa. <laughs> is that true? Yes! They yeah. made their AMA red carpet debut. They, they locked lips on the red carpet, and everyone was like, <gasps> whatever, Dua Lipa... <sighs> Dupalipa. What is what did, what did Cardi B call her? Dupa what's this Dupalupa or whatever like that? I was dying. Cardi B's great. Um but yeah, so Candy gets this emotional phone call, um, or most emotional message from Kenya, basically being like, I need to talk to you, I need you to come over. So Candy goes to Kenya's and they start having a conversation about Kenya's feelings about Mark. So she had to go on her anniversary trip alone. Um, well, not quite alone. Well, obviously not completely alone because she's got Brooklyn. I thought Candy made a great point. It wasn't really a vacation because she just went to a different place to care for her child because, of course, she'd have to be busy. She didn't have a babysitter. Exactly. And when she asks Mark to get a nanny, he's not about it because he thinks that like she needs to take care of him. But he's so obsessed about taking care of Brooklyn as well that he doesn't want anyone else touching the baby or doing anything different than what he wants. Right. It's very weird controlling situation. Um, I feel like he, I understand that like he cares about his daughter a lot. He's, you know, he's obsessed with her. He wants the best for her, but it's to the point where all of his focus is on her, that he is neglecting Kenya. And this is hurting Kenya a lot because she figured that when she had this baby, when she was with her husband, it was just going to be like, she always wanted where it was going to be this, you know, Happy family. He was going to be loving her. They were going to be loving the baby, raising her together. And Mark is gone all the time. Doesn't even make time for an anniversary trip. Um, when he is home, it's all about the baby and not about Kenya. And Candy's kind of like, oh, well, that's marriage. But then as Kenya starts to reveal more and how Mark verbally abuses her yeah. and how he gets very angry and aggressive and all these other things to start to be laid out, Candy starts to realize this is a little bit darker and deeper than what it first appears to be. Yeah. And uh, Kenya is saying that she doesn't want Brooklyn to be growing up in this kind of home where, you know, you have Mark screaming at her. Yeah. Yelling at her. And they're in these sort of like shouting matches where it gets really ugly. And that anniversary situation is really bizarre because it's like Mark wants to take care of Brooklyn. Right. But then he so he doesn't want to go 
to this anniversary vacation where they'd have to get a, I guess, I don't know why they have to get a babysitter, right? Because Kenya went without one. Uh, but, you know, Kenya suggests that they, t- that they get a babysitter uh, so they could have some alone time, right? And he's like, no, I refuse to do that. And instead of, I guess, like letting, I don't know how this happened, but like instead of letting maybe Kenya go and like take her own trip, right? Uh, so she could maybe get like a break or something and he'll, he'll take care of Brooklyn since he wants to so badly. She went to Turks and Caicos and was probably just taking care of Brooklyn the whole time. But even aside from that, which, which is just so weird and bizarre. It is very weird. Um, it's like she's a single parent, by the way. It feels, it feels like that. Right. It's a very weird situation and Candy definitely picks up on this and, you know, I'm glad that Candy's there to be emotional support for Kenya, but at, at, I think Candy kind of realizes too that this is between Mark and Kenya. And Kenya's heartbroken. Kenya's heartbroken. She's afraid to talk to Mark about these right. things because of the screen matches. On a lighter note, she was like, and you know, Candy, I'm not a fighter. And then cut to yeah. the, the super cut of literally all the times Kenya has started fights or perpetuated fights already going on. And Candy's like, yeah, I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> but what she means is like, she doesn't want to fight in front of her daughter. This is yep. not the, the environment situation that she wants her kid to be in and i feel for her and mark is just turning out to be not a great guy i do not find anything appealing about him yeah he's attractive but that's where the line draws and and we've already seen how he can demean her with that whole egg situation where he's like oh how can you not have eggs she's like oh i'm sorry i thought i had some i couldn't get to the market or whatever she said and he's like well this is like uh like a college like house yeah uh, dude, this is the mother of your kid. She's trying her best and she's going to make you pancakes. Yeah. That's like harder to do than eggs, right? It is. And it's like, I don't know. My thing is, is like, he seems very ungrateful for what he has. And yeah, he has this kid, but it's like, it, he only wants it when it's like easy for him or like when it's, you know, available for him to do like X, Y, and Z, that's when he's going to do it. And other than that he's going to be checked out or when he does have to do it, he's going to just be like all about the kid and just completely ignore his wife, which is a whole other factor in the relationship. I don't know. It's super messy. It's super annoying. I feel so bad for Kenya. Um, on the flip side, Portia seems to be very rational in her thinking with Dennis. I'm super proud of her. I think the nanny to be a mediator between her and Dennis and to make sure she's completely separate from Dennis while she's going through the therapy and the understanding of what went down while he cheated on her while she was pregnant. I think that's very adult and mature of her. And I think she's going to, I mean, I think this might be part of the reason that her and Dennis get back together because she takes time away from him. Right. I mean, she hasn't found the nanny yet. They're all looking for the nanny. That's the idea of it. But like, I think if she gets this nanny and does have that separation from him and time to think and time for them both to without PJ work through this issue, I think that's what's going to bring them back together. And I'm really hoping that's what we see as this progresses forward through the season, because I'm really rooting for Portia as much as I feel bad for Kenya. I feel so bad for Portia as well. Both of these women who just had babies supposed to be in the happiest time of their life with their newborns um, are both being wronged by the men in their lives. And it's like so sad and heartbreaking to see. It really is. It really is. And I really feel bad for Kenya. I don't think we've seen her that vulnerable at least in a while. I mean, obviously she wasn't on yeah. this season, but yeah, it's rare you see Kenya um, in that sort of state because she is very like strong and confident. Uh, so yeah, you feel really bad for them for sure. Well, 
We're hoping things start to pick up for both of them. I know it might not for Kenya as we're going to see they are, you know, but for Portia, we're really hoping for the best. Um, well, we're going to see the trajectory, right? From we are. This low to presumably a high, I'm guessing. I mean, we know what's happening in real life. They're back together. But spoiler alert. And then we're going to see the truth. I mean, we're going to see just the demise of the relationship between Mark and Kenya, because as we know that they are separated at this point. Yep. So, I mean, lots to happen on the season of Atlanta. This was a good episode, but obviously we are always excited to see more and all of our other recaps besides Atlanta. We got OC. Um, we've got Jersey. We have our this week in Bravo top five. Make sure you guys are following and subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. It just takes a second to hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Rate us. Review us. We always love it when we hear from you guys. You guys are the best. And if you guys want to connect with us, we're on social media as well because, like, duh, who isn't? <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, search for us by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.